Hi, this is Karina Ganters, host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. I am your host, Karina Gantas. I'm an award-winning author of 14 books. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber, and I also run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion. Behind the Pen is all about uh, people that work with the pen. You can be an illustrator, a writer, an editor, a musician, tattooist, uh author what have i left out uh uh web designer i suppose yeah you could be because you use a pen different kind of pen so anyone who uses the pen is a guest on my show and today my guest is ron la welcome to the show ron thank you very much great to be here now me and ron have known each other for a very very long time because we're in the same circles in the writing community on Facebook and with the amazing Joe Compton, who is the owner of Go Indie Now, one of the uh, best um, online shows. Uh, he does uh, latest news, he does panels, he just does so much, all about uh, indie authors, filmmakers, um, indie filmmakers, musicians. He covers all of the, the genres of the indie um people so um so we love joe and that's how me and ron met on a panel and uh, we've been on a few panels together actually haven't we dear yes so ron you are a author so why don't you uh, tell me about your books thank you uh so so far um i hope i have more in me but uh so far i have a trilogy of fantasy epic novels um, there's a lot of humor in it. Um, the the main character it's told in first person, and the the, the narrator is a, a thief who is kind of reluctantly drawn into trying to save the world with his friends. And it's as if you're at a bar, and he's just telling you the story. Story, yeah. So he's very unreliable as a narrator, as in he builds himself <laughs> up and he puts he minimizes everybody else's contributions um and insults a lot of people uh so i actually wrote the first book a long time ago in third person with his best friend as the main character and i loved the story but i didn't love the book if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i finished it and i'm just like i mean there's all these great elements but it doesn't sing for me and so then i had well, once my kids moved out um, and I had the time to to dedicate to writing again, um, you know, instead of taking them to tennis and whatever and picking them oh. up and shuttling them everywhere <laughs> and cooking them healthy meals and all that, um, I, we, I had a lot more time. And I wrote it with Dirk as as the narrator in first person, and I loved it. So it just, just came alive. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed writing it more and I... I you know wrote the second and third ones so in a few months uh hopefully i'll have a a, a box set of those three wonderful um, and then as a marketing plan um well so i met a guy at a job and he said you know i told him i wrote fantasy and it was just after the first one had been published with the original cover which was awful <laughs> and and he said, I, 
I downloaded your book in Kindle Unlimited uh, without knowing it was me. He, you oh, know, wow. we had never met. That's and I'm cool. like, oh my gosh, that's great. You're the one, you know. <laughs> and uh, so he read it and it turned out he writes a lot. And he said, you know, I would love to write. A, I love the world. I would love to write in the world. And I said, well, we'll do it. Let's do a book. So I have a book coming out as soon as I'm done with it, which will be months, but an anthology where other authors have written in my world so they can what make an their own characters. Idea. And there's, there's a horror story, a uh, fantasy story. And it, and it actually takes place like in the first book, there's this town. And as my characters are in town while the horror story takes place, but but they aren't a part of it, but it is at the exact same time. So that's really interesting. I'm, um, I'm, I'm assuming that everyone who's in the anthology has read the book, so they know about storyline, yes. the world, the characters. Did you also have to like write down um, more specific of your world, your world building, and give that I to did, everyone so they understand I did uh, provide them with a document about the, the deities. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, so I started this, you know, like 30 years ago. So all, I have a huge binder full of data about the world, but it's all paper. Um, yeah. So I typed up some into the thing. And then mostly I just yeah. answered questions or I'd read what they wrote and go, you know, hey, I don't want to, you know, be a jerk or anything, but that's not how things work in my world. So I'd explain. No, it was yeah, very. It's your world. You've got the right. To very do back that. and forth, and I will yeah, say that wow. authors came up with things that um, enriched the world. Things I'd never thought about, and I'm so I'd be so like, jealous. Why "Okay, that's canon now." <laughs> you know. Well, there's time. You want to write one? I would love it. Um, so, because... how many stories have you got so far in it? Well, that is a great question. Um, because I did a, re a request for submissions a while ago, and this uh, English teacher in India, I mean, she's Indian, uh, contacted me and said, hey, we have all these kids that are learning English. They're, it's like a private school, advanced yeah. students learning English and um, creative writing. We'd love for him to write stuff and you pick some to be in the book. Well, I read them all and I gave them prompts um, and they were like uh, grade school to, to middle school kids. And they're adorable, these stories. I mean, so what I want to do is have one of the characters in my trilogy. Um, it, it, he's a, a priest of the God of War, but he also fancies himself kind of a historian, a an amateur historian and he what i was thinking have him kind of um basically it would be a collection of fairy tales and he would write at the beginning and end of each one explaining where it came from and you know discussing it and so that could make it like 40 extra stories that, the, some of them are, yeah, they're the, very very short that um, could make a beautiful novella though attached and, to well, the anthology and aside from those you know which would yeah be like at the end um i mean there's a couple dozen so far and one is long um there's an ins 
so the the basic story is there's when I was a kid, I was like, well, what would happen? What would the atheists do if it didn't take faith to believe in God? Like I loved fantasy and science fiction. So I'm like in a fantasy world, the gods manifest, they're real. There's no denying them. What are the people who would normally be atheists do? Do they worship the God? They're like, oh, well, here he is, or the, here they are. Or do they hate the gods? And so in my world, um, the bad guys, they hate the gods. And they're like, you know, we need to move past the gods. We need to move out of our parents' basement and, you know, stand on our own feet. And, and so um, at one point, they're causing so much trouble, the gods try and wipe them out. And one of the authors, in fact, the guy that started it all, um, he wrote a novella about the discussion of the gods you know, them making the decision to, to attack them. And so, and it plays, plays into the trilogy and it was written before I finished the third book. So the third book of my trilogy and what happens in his novella basically um, feed each other. So I had to make, have him make some changes to make it fit with what I did. And I, what he had done informed what I did in the, the third book. So that was really cool. Um, it sounds to me, though, for the size of it, so it's not standing out, that it should be a novella and not in the anthology. And you have, a, so I don't know if whether you give them a word count for the, for the short stories. Only a minimum, uh, except for the kids. Um, because I'm like, you know, hey, it's only going to be an ebook. You know, I'm not going to publish it as a paper book for $400. So it can be as big as it wants, since the goal is to bring in as many people as possible to be exposed to the world of the Catholic. Um, mm -hmm. Although once I have everything in, maybe I will split it into two books. You know, I, I have enough material. Yeah, you and I actually, did. when I did the covers, the, the covers that I have now, um, I had the guy do five covers together and two of them were anthology covers. So, in case that happened and they so they all fit perfectly together um so those are my fantasy things i also I have a humorous <laughs> i have a humorous book called uh you're as stupid as you are fat how to talk oh, to women yes, i've heard about yeah. this yes and it's awful well, didn't it <laughs> i love it um i'm sure that if i ever become successful it is what is going to bring me down you know it will destroy whatever <laughs> career i have and my wife's like you're such an idiot anyway um and then this wrong. month well this month i think the title is the best part of the whole book um <laughs> but the uh uh i have a book called you get what you steal coming out this month it's humorous science fiction uh yeah there you go i mean i i don't know what to say about it except it's got a thief in it because all my fiction has a thief. a thief in it, apparently. Yeah, it sounds apparently, like that's it, my yeah. thing. <laughs> and I feel like I should steal some shit because I need to know more about what I'm writing about. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. But uh, so those are those are my projects. Um, wow. The guy I wrote, uh, you get what you steal with, uh, an old friend of mine from high school who is very funny. Uh, we. We're right now just, uh, you know, editing it and 
formatting it, getting it ready for the release. We have the cover, which we love. Wonderful. And then because he is so fun to work with, I love uh, collaborating. Uh, it can be un unpleasant, but when it works, man, is it so fun. Yes. And, and even, even editing the stories for the anthology is, you know, it, I'm not writing stuff, but I am giving them ideas and pointers mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, there'll be times where I'm like, hey, you know that you have, you have two characters and they're siblings and there is no differentiation between them at all. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, do something, you know, and then I just throw it. So I enjoy all of that. Um, and luckily I haven't read a story and went, well, that is just garbage and had to say that to no, no, you no. suck. I mean, because that's no fun. But you, the rest you of it wouldn't do great. that anyway. Even if it was garbage, you wouldn't say that. No, no, I not to their face. Maybe on this show, I would, <laughs> I would say, you know, Joe Smith, his stuff is garbage. But don't tell him. You don't tell him, yeah. <laughs> uh, but my, um, you know, I've participated in a couple of Joe Compton's, you know, shows, the um, Joe's Bar and uh, This Week in Indies, and he's trying to build a, you know, a, a channel that has content 24 seven, mm. you know, that there's I know. content, like you mentioned, reaching out to, to, to indie authors, filmmakers, musicians, and, um, and I, you know, I was like, I want to do a show. That sounds fun. <laughs> and so I reached out to him and we started talking and I decided I, I'm going to do a game show and I want to do it with the guy I wrote. Uh, you get what you steal with. And so hopefully next month, our show Indie Mayhem will premiere. And it's a game show where all the contestants are indie filmmakers or musicians or authors. It's going to be pretty author heavy since that's who I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel figure as we as we move on, um, it will be easy to, sh you know, watch the show, you know, I can go to to groups of indie musicians and filmmakers say, hey, check out the show if you want to be on it. But we need a few of them for that. Right now, it's mostly like indie authors slash I've put out an album, you know, or, you know, or, or done films. So, but we're trying, trying very hard because I really want to uh, appeal to the whole uh, spectrum uh, of indie mm -hmm. creators yeah. because some of yeah. the shows that's hard to do. Yeah. You know, they tend to take on a focus. You know, this is about fantasy writers. There's one yeah, show on there yeah, that's yeah. just about fantasy. So this is supposed to be more expansive. And the goal is uh, definitely give creators a chance to, you know, introduce themselves, talk about their work some, uh, give, give people a chance to know them. But the focus is really on fun and goofiness. Um, the questions are not all going to be serious. Uh, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. In fact, before so how does it work? This... How, how does oh. it work? Just tell me. You film in now. What? What's? How many people are there? How many contestants? How sure, there's three contestants. Mm -hmm. um, Robin, my co-author, and I co-host in this case. Uh, we're filmed together, so kind of we're the big. Most of the time, we're the big part of the screen, uh, and then there's three contestants come connecting by you know streaming um and because one we both live in spokane washington it would be very expensive and, and unrealistic to bring people here and two <laughs> oh, i'm no. a total coward and i don't want to die from covid 
I don't even want to be inconvenienced by it any more than I have because I did get it after oh. I was vaccinated. So it wasn't bad. Oh, it wasn't but, good. But I'm a huge baby, so I don't want to get sick ever. And I always think, like, in 30 years, we're going to find out something awful. Yeah. You know, about this, all the people who had COVID, yep. their hearts this, quit in 30 years in a day, you know, or something. No, I think, I and, think something's going to happen to all the people who have had the vaccine, which is why I haven't had it, which is why I hide in my house. But, but great, each gonna, to their own, you know, each to their own. Carry on. I'm going to get it either way, because I'm, like, super vaccinated. Mm. And I double mask when I go outside. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't tell you, but I'm like, I am kind of a germaphobe anyway. So this has been a nightmare for me. The only good thing is, the only positive for me about COVID is I don't have to shake hands or hug people anymore. <laughs> and so people will be like, so we're having some work done. A, a, my wife and I sold our house. We moved in with my parents because my mom has Alzheimer's and then we're building a guest house and stuff. And so we, we had a contractor coming and he was this gigantic guy, played football, you know, lineman in, in college. And he uh, throws out his hand and I'm like, nope, <laughs> I don't do that. And, he, and then he did something like a fist bump or, or the elbow thing. And I'm like, no, yeah, the elbow thank thing, you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, I, I get it. No problem. And I said, but I will give you a hug. And he's like, opens his arms up and he comes with a hug. And I said, I'm not going to fucking hug you. I wouldn't even <laughs> shake your hand. And he luckily he laughed and didn't like you know break my neck but <laughs> you're lucky yeah so i have been punch. able to enjoy that part because uh, i really don't want to touch anybody but my family uh i think so. i think we all we all miss that uh human connection yeah the the skin on skin we all miss that and uh it will it yeah. will we'll get better we'll get better i have we'll a cat out. it's fine you've got a cat well we have two cats and a dog um, right. And then we're getting chickens. We kind of live out in the country, so we have a giant nice. garden. Oh, farm time, farmyard. Oh, yes. Well, my wife and I love cooking, so we make everything from chickens, scratch. Chickens and rabbits. And... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Although okay. we can't eat any meat from the animals because my wife is a softie about animals. So I oh, can have eggs so from no chickens, good... milk oh, from a right. cow, but I can't. You can't eat I can't the, the meat. Harvest and... meat from from the animals. Okay. Um, so yeah, chicken sounds like the right way to go with you then. <laughs> yeah. But um so Back the show the has show. yeah, has multiple segments. You know, we there's a lightning round where it's real fast. There's one segment where all the questions are related to creating, whether it's who wrote this, you know, or who made this film or how do you do yours? Because the goal is fun and, and humor, not so much, um, not so much accuracy, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, so, I mean, because we want to be entertaining, a lot of the shows on the network, on the channel, uh, the Go Any Now channel are informative, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the news segments, the, the panels news, discussing yeah, the panels, issues. Yeah. And we wanted something that, that really leaned into the entertainment. Yeah, because he hasn't got a game it. show on the on this. On no, the, there's there's not going to now nothing, yet. yet. There's nothing where fun is the main goal. No. Um, oh no, really. We, sorry, we did have that ten minute drill, which I am I was the queen of the ten minute drill oh, because I don't even know what that is. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. 
So um, yeah, you're in teams and um, my team won and everyone tried to uh, beat our time because you have to answer all these questions in a certain amount of time. So you're like, oh. yes, no, yes, no, you know, and my, my team won. And then the second year, my team won. And so I am the queen of the 10 minute drill. Yes. Wow. Congratulations. Thank it's you. an honor to meet but, you. Yeah. That was the first <laughs> game that he had on um, the Go Indie Now channel. Oh. Nice. I didn't even this year. Wow. I didn't even know. Well, ours, ours will have a a winner of each show. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after nine shows, we'll have nine winners and there'll be three, three person, you know, semifinals. And then there'll be the winners of that will be the the thing. So that gives us a 13 episode season. We're going to sneak in. This is my plan. Uh, I want to sneak in one extra episode where Robin and I are also the contestants in costume. So it would be just us. We, we, no winner goes into the, the championship bracket, but it's all written, you know, and performed by us in, right. in costume. Uh, okay. And so just to be goofy. And fun. What's the show called? It's called Indie Mayhem. Indie and, Mayhem. And I believe it will be very mayhemful. Is, is it live <laughs> or you recording? Oh, no. no. Pre-recording. Yeah, we're gonna pre-record just like game shows do, like do five episodes one day a month, and then um, and our goal is to film, you know, like 45 minutes an hour and then cut it down to a tight half hour of yeah get rid of funny stuff so if people give boring answers we we can bleep them like they're cursing uh but you know we're just going to try and make the best half hour show out of it and then you just got to make sure the people that come on are not going to do one worded answers as long as they're not being timed and they have to rush right well although i also worry about the other aspect is we asked a question and then they give us a, a five minute answer and it's like mm. well that's a sixth of the show we don't really have time for that <laughs> you know? so yeah um because you know on the about. panels yeah. there are oh, people yeah. who talk and so talk, long like talk. like i'll have to mute my mic because i start yawning you know <laughs> um i try and keep my stuff super short and yes you do yes you, you you're one two worded yeah you know you i mean you you don't want to i don't know dominate the whole show i want i want you know the everybody should have a chance to talk and it will be interesting to see who who enjoys being on the show you know who who thrives in it because of course a lot of the people who go on on shows to promote their writing or 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 other indie creations aren't um interested you know they're not particularly interested in being funny you know, so it will be very interesting to see how they fit on the show that is designed yeah, you, just for people to be can, funny. I think you, especially at the beginning, you've got to find people that you know that are going to play the role. And so it comes out how you expect it to come out, at least for the first uh, definitely. few shows. At the beginning, but because it's a, you know, a competition, you can't be back on unless you win. So mm. for that first season, there I mean, there's a fair number of people we have to get. It will be 
an interesting challenge just to find because you know we want we want a mix of you know writers musicians filmmakers we want a mix of genders we want a mix of mm -hmm. races i don't i don't want it to be you know i mean i live in an area of the country that is very white there aren't a ton of minor and it's um it's easy here to be participating in things and you look around and there's only white people mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's a little um i don't know i don't want that to be the show you know mm -hmm. um i'm from san francisco when i was you know i was born in san francisco and i have a multiracial family so for me that's normal uh mm -hmm. here it's we i feel weird you know where mm -hmm. where it isn't a, kind of a multicultural area but and in fact my brother who is hispanic hates it here because he feels like everybody <laughs> everybody's white so he hates the area but um so where are you getting your trying, questions from or how are you going to make up your questions well but basically we at this point at the beginning it's easy right because we haven't written out 13 shows worth of questions we're just working on the pilot um and Who's so got on the pilot tell me tell me tell me um, i know them you do let's see here we have uh oh man i'm not gonna be able to grab it here maddie de yeah um we have uh anthony almato uh who i don't know if you know um no, but I don't think so. he um oh my god he he we were on a different panel show for opus night do, do, um, and he i think it was that was where i met him and he i was giving him such a hard time i mean some shows i'm just like i better gonna pick one person and give him shit and he was the guy we'd never met and i was giving him such a hard time and he was cracking up and he was like oh we need to get together for a drink but he lives in new jersey and i live in spokane washington so we're like the entire country apart <laughs> but um uh he's a great sport very funny uh he puts up lots of uh very fun stuff on his facebook group and so i invited him and then um oh shoot see this is where i get bad let me uh let me i have to just look. the last contestant no i'm really bad with names and everything because i'm old uh so remembering not my strength and this is going to be really embarrassing because uh um I'm just, yeah, I can't find it. Male, um, female. Male. Um, male, huh? But, so two males and a yeah. female on your pilot show. Yes. And the, right. the, the Maddie and Anthony are writers. This guy is a writer. Um, he's from Puerto Rico. He does a show on uh, this, the. JD. Yes, yes, thank you. JD. Oh, wow. This is going to be a hell of a show. <laughs> so it should be fun. Um, and although I have to tell you, I was on and uh, I was being interviewed on a show and we were talking about writing reviews. And I was telling about a review I did um, and how great it was, you know, how much I love this book. And he's like, well, who, who was the author? I don't know. <laughs> what was the name of the book? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Let me look. And he's like, we're out of time. 
So I had to go back and tell him the name of the book and the author to put in the notes because she watched the show and then gave me, you know, gave me shit because oh, I yeah. couldn't remember anything. But she's one of those people who writes with a pen name. She's got like eight names. Oh, I mean, no, that's difficult. To be fair, I couldn't remember any of them. But no, yeah. that's just my awful, <laughs> awful memory. Um, so what is, uh, at the end of the season, you've got one grand prize winner. What is the grand prize? What do they get? Well, that is a great question. Um, <laughs> right now, so right now we have sponsors who are donating, you know, audiobooks and, and, um, and e-books and maybe physical books. Um, our plan is the losers get a copy of our book. You get what you steal. And then um, the winners get free books and hopefully in the future music and, and films and stuff, you know, I mean, the, the stuff we all love as indie creators. Um, but the grand prize winner, I don't know you. That's a great question. Now I, now I have to put that down in my notes of like, oh no, what are we gonna do for them? They well, get a hug from I'm, me. I'm, I'm Very here. Rare. I'm, I'm uh, into, as you know, marketing promotion. So if it's a, a musician, they can be promoted. I can promote them. I can have them on my show, on my radio show. If it's a author, again, I can have them on the podcast. So you can certainly put me down as uh, one of the uh, prizes for the, the grand prize winner. Count me in for that. Well, that is awesome. I appreciate that. I made a note. And of course, we want you as a guest. I mean, it's probably unfair since you're like the queen of, of games. Oh, yeah. But that was, that, was, that was five minute drill. Doesn't mean I'm going <laughs> to do well. This is less, this is less time intensive, but it is I, about being fun and funny. When you say, like, so. who wrote so and so? And I'll be like, uh, never heard of the book. <laughs> well, there is a lot of, um, personal opinion or yeah i mean that's good get I, your point it across. isn't it isn't just like a bunch of math and science or you know what i mean it, it, there's some of everything thrown in but i think if somebody approaches it with the attitude you know a contestant approaches it with the attitude of they're willing to have fun and do anything you know they're they're going to do better than somebody who knows a bunch of trivia. Um, it's, 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 um, I've just been on one that had absolutely nothing to do with writing and books, and it's called The Funk Quest. And basically you pick a picture and the picture has nothing to do at all with the question. But you pick, you pick a picture and he tells you the question and it's something that's happened in your life, something you've done, something you've experienced that you tell a little story about. And of course the most, the one that gets voted is the, to, to go through to the next round is the one that people learn something from, but learn something Ooh. that they didn't know before. So it's called Fun Quest. And that was really fun to take part. And uh, I got through one round and then I lost on the next because uh, she was the queen of the Fun Quest. So she had a lot of people voting for her. And I didn't have ah. enough support. So I didn't oh, have enough so the, votes. The the crowd picked the winner interesting yeah yeah we don't do that Screw but, but that was yeah but again that's just the entertaining show and it was really funny um 
especially when you, you look at a picture and then you get a totally really bizarre, bizarre question that had nothing to do with the picture. So I think um, these kind of uh, uh, games where people can watch and be entertained and also learn something, they're going to learn about new uh, musicians or music, uh, learn about uh, indie films, they never even thought about indie films, um, maybe a new author that they love thriller and suddenly they hear about this new thriller author so as well as it being entertaining it's going to be uh, good for the contestant as well as the uh, the people that watch the game show so what's it called again well and one it's called indie mayhem and i and i just want to say that well well i've probably my favorite thing about being involved in the go indie now shows has been meeting everybody mm. because the other writers is really who I've met, um, but the other writers have been, so I'm in not, not a great place personally, you know, my mom is really far gone with, with Alzheimer's and there's a lot of stress and unpleasantness mm -hmm. and I'm here to help her. So, I mean, I'm around all the yeah. time and the shows and getting to meet everybody has been, your lifeline. you know, the bright spot, you know, and, and the, so I'm very grateful for that. And one of the things I'm hoping will happen is if we experience any sort of success with the show that writers and indie writers and your musicians and indie filmmakers will, will want to be on the show and it will expand the network of people involved in the Go Indies Now family because mm -hmm. there's so many people in the, and they're just awesome and it's been so fun. But wouldn't it be it's great the if same there were more? Group. It'd be yeah. nice if they're new faces, fresh faces. Yeah, and yeah, I hear you. So that's the other thing I'm hoping for, knock on wood. So, well, we you know what I do, and I'm here for you if you need any help with anything. Um, and I know lots of uh, musicians because I have them featured on my radio show um, in the break of my uh, live world worldwide radio show. I have a indie rock band always uh, playing and then featured in the show because uh, I love rock music. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I know a lot of uh, musicians. So, uh, and then well, that would be huge if you, Joe, if you could Joe come up, knows, up with people. Yeah, Joe knows lots of the filmmakers. So, you've got those two. Uh, Indeed. But yeah, if you could, you think of people who would thrive on the show, you know, as I've described it. Yeah, please send send me their names so I can reach yeah. out to them because I, I I I have only participated in stuff with other writers and I would love to see that part of it grow. I know there are other shows where musicians and filmmakers are on, mm. um, but I haven't seen a lot of us mixing, you know, no. indie creators of different types yeah. mixing. So I'm I'm excited to see how that works. Yeah, and, that's. Uh... And then I'm assuming they'll all ask me to be in their bands and films. <laughs> so, That's why you're just, doing yeah. it. Of course, who, of course. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. yeah who wouldn't want well, me in their there stuff. You go. So yeah. Maybe that'll be the grand prize. I get, <laughs> if it's a musician or a filmmaker, you get I become a part of their band <laughs> yeah. or their film. Their That's their prize. They so, get you. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, you lovely. are welcome. That's that's really exciting, and I, I love that you are bringing, like I said, the whole of the indie creatives together into one show. Um, like you said, the first two or three will be authors until 
the show gets going and people start hearing about it and it uh, spreads uh, on social well, media and uh, well jd is a hyphenate he he does do music as well so yes, he's counting yes, as he our does. as our not just a writer yeah he's a, he's a musician as well whereas um i'm i've uh, won awards uh in the international film festivals i'm actually a filmmaker and an author and i'm a singer as well so i'm um, so you've boom. got all three you've got you'll be the only contestant <laughs> Well, we'll have to get you for show number two. Yeah, there you go. Because all we've done, all we've done is, is, excuse me, we've, we've amassed uh, some people who want to be on the show or who are willing to be on the show. Mm. And then we've only filled the slots for the first episode because we wanted to film it. And even before we edit it and do everything, make it available so people could the potential contestants could see it and see what they're see in how for it works. you know and, and yes is it do you still want to do it <laughs> that's what a pilot is isn't it and, to see if it will exactly. work and so then um but yeah but if you want to be on show number two you're in because we could definitely yeah use, you count count use. me in you know my name oh, good, you I'm know where i am but but I for do. the marketing and promotion side like i said i'm here for you for that as well so uh Awesome. I mean, yes, I very much am excited to do that. Be, you know, I, I think this is a chance to um, to to grow the audience for the entire channel, because, you know, some of the shows are kind of inside baseball, so to speak. You know, it, it's the like um, this week in Indies where we talk about issues facing indie creators. Um, you know, it, sometimes the, the intended audience is really just indie just creators. Just indie creators, yeah. And, that you and are we're right. trying, you are right. We're trying to expand to beyond that. And, and get, I mean, the audience should be anybody who enjoys music, film, or writing, you know, reading. And yeah. uh, that's everybody. You know, you've, you've really the, got to concentrate on the marketing of this. Um, you, you've got the name, you need a logo, you need a color scheme. And so every time you put that post out advertising the next episode, the next uh, next episode of the game, um, it has a um, aesthetic to it. And everyone recognizes the logo, everyone recognizes the colors, everyone recognizes the name, you know, and it's that getting that further and further out to as many people and as much many uh, marketplaces as you can, um, all the social media platforms, of course, but not just um, sure. one person doing it, making sure that you get influencers who have thousands of followers to post for you. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I do. Some, some charge money and others will do it just for the hell of it. And uh, you'll give them um, press back as well on the show. Uh, I really want to thank my sponsor today, who is blah, blah, blah. And they'll happily, they'll happily do it. And if they've got like, I don't know, 25, 30,000 followers and they post up your show and no one's heard of it before, guess how many new uh, people are going to watch that episode? Definitely. Marketing they sound is, awesome. yeah, marketing is really important, especially for a new show. Something new that no one's thought of, no one's heard of, and we need it. We need it. So, uh, yeah, marketing is really important for that. And um, 
I, I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best with the anthology. I think it's an amazing idea. I think uh, I'm, I'm glad you've retired and you're not working because there's no way you could be doing all this by, uh, you know, it's, whether you say, oh, I've got time, but I mean, I've got time, but my time is like 24 seven. I hardly stop because of what I do. And then my own books and I've got 14 books and I'm, I'm in the middle of doing a, a trilogy with another author and I've got another book coming out and all that's happening while I'm doing my full-time clients and helping them promote their book and getting their name out there. So I am on 24 seven, just nonstop and I don't sleep. I have insomnia, which is fantastic because all my clients are from America. So when I'm supposed to be sleeping, you're all awake. I'm awake, so we can get our oh. work done at four o'clock in the morning. Yay! <laughs> oh my goodness! But, uh... Well, I do. I do threaten my wife that I'm going to start a band because that's <laughs> the only thing I'm not doing. You know, because I okay, this not about writing, but I have a friend who's a chef, and so when I first met him, I'm like, oh, try this. I made try this. I made. You know, because I'm I'm not a professional. I just love food, particularly eating, but also mm -hmm. it's something my wife and I spend a lot of time to, together, you know, making food. And then I grow all these, I mean, I grow like 20 herbs and all these fruits and vegetables. Oh, wonderful. So we end up with some amazing ingredients, which makes it easier to make good food. Um, and we watch, we've done cooking classes. We watch tons of YouTube, you know, people. Master and, chef and everything. Yeah. And so we're, food is a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. And he and his wife and I are starting a food business. So we're going to be making, he wants to open a restaurant, but he wants to ease into it. And so we're going to start doing stuff and go into farmer's markets and selling stuff online, a lot of baking. And I make an amazing garlic ranch dressing. We're going to sell that. And he okay. was a competitive barbecue or something. Barbecue. But anyway, wow. so I really do have like a million things I'm doing. You, so I'm like, entrepreneur, I should start a band. And then, yeah, entrepreneur and now a, a game show host and a panelist and a full-time author. It's like I said, it's a good job you've retired. <laughs> yeah, thank God I would. Uh, I'd be dead if I hadn't. I mean, I already feel like I don't get enough sleep, but... Um, I and you. I never feel like I get things done as fast as I want to. Because yeah. um, do, do you do what I do and have a do uh, a to do list and then you tick it off. And then when you get to the end of the uh, night, you've still got like five things that you should have done. You've got to pass over to the next day. I do. I make an actual a, a weekly um, by day, a weekly deal because I have two newsletters, one for humor and one for fantasy. Um, and so every Monday, a newsletter is supposed to go out. So I'm always working on stuff because I don't, it's not about, hey, here's what's on sale. I write, uh, there's a short story in each of them that comes out. So they get free content. You know, it's kind of serialized. Every week. And then that, I can't say I accomplish it every week, but the goal is every week. Um, mm. And only like 500 words, but there's a Dirk story from when he's younger and meets one of the other characters in the books that's that's for the fantasy and then uh the other one is a short story i wrote that's supposed to be funny <laughs> that's in the humor one and so that one's a little easier i just kind of got to edit it and get it ready but i like them to have some some you get something if you read it you know you mm -hmm. get some something i've written and then i'll also have 
the characters will talk about some aspect of the world in the fantasy world or and i do reviews of fantasy books and i only you publish haven't read mine reviews yet. that are positive no oh i will what uh -oh. you tell me what one you want me to read uh -oh. and i will review it because <laughs> i don't i mean i feel like being in indie is hard enough i don't want to rag on somebody's work you know i i no, don't if, I don't if you know negative. the person who the book belongs to then you speak with them quietly and you say exactly i'm not going to publish the view the review because it would be a two or a three star and this is why you know this is exactly. just my opinion but i wanted to let you know yeah that's that's the way i would go wrong yeah but what i love is when i love somebody's book you yeah. know and that's great and then i feel like my reviews oftentimes have a lot of my personality in them you know I mean, they're cool. fun. They're not a dry review normally. You put um, them on your website after you've done them. I do my website. They're in my newsletters. And then if it's a if it's a book I really love, then I go to Facebook and Twitter and promote the review everywhere. Wow! You know, to cool. try and get sales for people because, you know, some off. Well, I'm sure you know this very very well. Some people who are great writers don't want to do any promotion. They, you know, Expects so they're they've written these books. Sell. Well, they're and they're sitting there and their books are amazing, but they're not selling at all. I and, wonder why. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's so unjust that I'm like, well, I'm not some sort of great marketer, but I can definitely do something, mm. you know, and, and uh, help out. I mean, it, so my, my newsletter that's going out at the end of the month um, is going to be fantasy orientated. You know, I write all different genres this month is fantasy so why don't we do a cross pro for um you give me sure. your uh, book info i'll give you my book info and we'll do cross pro in our newsletters you bet i only go out once a month because uh, all my all my clients only go out once a month because uh, they they're more well um, i'm an idiot no no you just uh, <laughs> you're putting more work onto yourself really but as long as you're getting, I, you're not getting any unsubs. If you're not getting any unsubs, then you have got loyal fans that want to read your work and want to stay with you and open up your newsletter every week. Well, I do story origin, and uh, so every week, you know, people sign up, get the free mm -hmm. story, and get out. And and the free story for the fantasy is a another Dirk story. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's called Dirk Goes to Church. And he, he helps his friend, the, who's the priest of the God of War, the historian guy, he helps him out in, in an adventure. So because I love having stories um, of Dirk before he becomes the guy because he becomes a hero in the, in the trilogy but i like when he's not a hero yet <laughs> he's 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 just still a dick you know doing his thing uh i mean he, you know i find him very lovable i that's not i mean I, I not everybody who has read it has found him to be gruff but lovable or you know a lovable rascal they're just like this guy's awful um which <laughs> also makes me laugh i mean although yeah this one guy he was this guy uh he's got a, a website uh where he reviews fantasy mm -hmm. stuff and he read it and he said ron has done i mean this is all paraphrasing he's like ron has done something i didn't think was possible he's created a new way to tell a fantasy story you know this is like he's at a tavern just talking 
and uh and it's amazing unfortunately i didn't care for it <laughs> because oh, he didn't I like, like it dirt. i like it and so i was like yeah and so i very much uh he was the first one that i heard describe dirk as an unreliable narrator and i loved it and now that's definitely how i think of him but oh. um but yeah the oh and one interesting thing and and this guy i i stumbled across a website where a guy records short stories as audiobooks although i call them like audio pamphlets because they're just short mm. stories but he went he lost his sight for a while and listening to audiobooks was all he had so when he gained his regained his sight he started this this deal and he did a an audiobook version of dirk goes to church and there's an audiobook of the first book of the trilogy children of Cathaldi. and it is it's surreal to hear anybody perform your yeah, work I, know. I mean but then to have two different takes on dirk and the world is fascinating did you know uh, and, that he was going to do that with your story? Oh, yeah, you have to apply. And I, I applied, and I didn't hear anything from him for at least a half a year. So I figured, well, I didn't get accepted. And it turned out he had gotten very sick. And so he hadn't done anything with the website. But he, um, he then, he did it, and I have pushed it, you know, because I, I think it's really neat that there's a free, you know, audio short story that people can listen to. And so I pushed it. So it's gotten more listens than most of his stories. And I give him crap every once in a while because he's got on his website, my favorite fantasy stories and mine is not listed there. So I've threatened him with legal action. And I've, uh, you know, I mean, I'll just send him out of the blue every once in a while, a, a letter threatening him and joking <laughs> around. Um, but yeah, he, his is a very interesting story. And he was one of the interviews I did for my newsletter because every once in a while, I like to do an interview um, because I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with this. Uh, there's a lot of like blogs that you just fill out a questionnaire and it's the same stuff. Uh, and then you know what? when someone says to me, uh, I've got an interview for authors, I'm like, yeah, but is it a template or are you asking, I questions that relate to me and my writing because i won't do those templates anymore they they exactly. have like 50 60 different authors answering the same question on their blog who's going to read that exactly and and i follow up because even even though my interviews are just written i want it to be a conversation so when they answer then i ask questions that grow out of what they did and i will say even on um even on interview shows when somebody has read something I've written and then they ask questions about it, I'm stunned, <laughs> you know, cause that's not what you normally get. And I get it because people are putting out so much content. They don't have time to read all these books no, or, definitely not. I mean, you know, it, it's not realistic. So when it, when they did, or, and it's only been like three times, I was shocked and loved those interviews because of course we got to dig deep into some things that don't normally come up because I, I have the things I think are interesting as the, the writer, but the readers See find something different things different. very yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's right. Um, with my so. with my radio show, it's it's scripted, so I do research on the author about their books, 
and and who they are and their bio and everything so on the radio show I would ask them questions that they probably haven't been asked and I, they say oh that's a really good question and then you know they answer it and they come back after and they say I really love being on your show you know it was very special and it's different and and that's that's really nice when that happens and then when this one this is just uh, I know that you use a pen so let's find out who you are basically well when I uh, I was married previously got married very young and we were married for 15 years and then she left <laughs> and I started dating and I traveled for work so I wasn't home a lot um and i had two kids uh and i so when i was home i had the kids and so i was doing um e-harmony you know online dating and it's the same questions and i was sad that i didn't write down my responses the first time when it was fresh because the 400th time well you know the 20th time you answer a question <laughs> It's like, I don't give a shit. Said. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking to lots of people. It doesn't necessarily go very far, but you initially <laughs> communicate with a lot of people. And it was fun because I'd been left. So I felt bad about myself. And to communicate with lots of different women was, you know, it was good for my self-esteem. Mm. And I didn't want to be destroyed by being divorced. You know, I wanted to, you know, yeah. still be a happy person. And yeah. so I did communicate with a lot. I didn't go on a lot of dates because, you know, I was kind of picky, but, but I was like, man, my answers have gotten so bland and boring because it's the, you know, Same the nth time questions. that I've answered it. And it's a little similar when you're asked not different questions, you know, you're like, yeah, on the I mean, it, but it's always the blogs though that do that. It's not like right. uh, interview uh radio or podcast whatever always the blogs oh yeah i'll send you my questionnaire same boring questions well and they're not doing a lot of or they're not having a lot of impact on sales either um like you said why would people read this the same thing more than anything i mean i, I try and find some benefit right in there and more than anything it did help me refine answers to some of the more common questions you know what is it i want to get out i mean you know obviously i'm trying to reach people who've never heard of me you know never heard of my books and make them interested enough to check them out and yeah. and i don't know how great i am at that but i'm tr i've got to be better than i was at the beginning you know i hope i mean and i've thought about it i mean i'm trying to be intentional in certain ways other times I'm just like, Ugh, I just want to have fun because my life sucks and I need to, no. I need to forget about that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> the, the first um, panel show I was on was Opus Night and I had technical difficulties, so I couldn't get into the show. And I, I come in after everybody else has already done their introductions and she interrupts the show for me to do my interrupt in, in era introduction and I felt awful and embarrassed and I didn't say much and I at the end of it I thought well thank god that's out of the way because the first date I went on after my the divorce same sort of thing was it was like <laughs> well I survived it now I can be comfortable I mean I was a mess I mean I hadn't oh. dated since I was a you know 20 years old and that so I can find I try to find something positive about every aspect of 
you know, life, but in particular marketing, um, because it isn't always, it isn't always fun, no matter how much I try and make it oh, fun. Oh, no. um, you just got to, you just got to, you got to sell yourself no matter, and no matter oh, yeah. how you do it, you need to sell yourself. Sell yourself before you sell your books. Well, Ron, our time's up. We've gone a whole hour. Wow. Nice. Um, it's been nice chatting with you one-on-one. -on -one. This is the first time we've done this. So uh, we will certainly do it again. I wish you all the best Excellent. with the uh, anthology and all the best with the game show. And I can't wait to be a contestant on that. And um, yeah, uh, where can people find you on social media? Well, the, the easiest thing is to go to my website, uh, cathaldi.com, K-A-T-H-A-L-D-I.com. Wonderful. It's not an awesome website uh, <laughs> because I have a lot of. I love to... the way you sell yourself. Yes. Well, That's I don't want people to go there on. thinking. <laughs> I don't want them to go there thinking this is going to be an amazing website. You're going to go and it's going to be a crap website. But the the content of being able to find all my other social media and you know subscribe to my different email newsletters, which they get a lot more time than the website does. Uh, and there's reviews there. I mean, there, there's a lot of good stuff to read. It just looks ugly. And in a previous career, I sold web development. And so, I mean, I know how bad Shame it is. Shame on you. You know, but I, I mean, you can only do so much. Well, I mean, I've just done mine. I've just uh, get my website a refresh, total refresh. I bought my nice. domain name at last. I'm, I'm explosivewriter.com instead of uh, wordpress.com um so yeah it's really exciting but uh, it doesn't take much to give your website a refresh you know no excuses there i'm gonna go check Ugh. out your website now thank you Ron, for being a guest on <laughs> behind the pen uh, wish you. you all the best with everything and uh, you. see you later yeah see you soon